Hey guys, welcome back to the Progressive Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Lamont, and on today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking to online coach, Jack Gadd. Jack recently went on holiday for his honeymoon for four weeks, and the summer is basically here. We thought it'd be a good idea to talk about holidays and training and nutrition. We talk about what Jack did in the lead up to going on holiday, what he did whilst he was away in regards to training and how he managed his nutrition, and then the sort of things that he'd done when he got back. We also talk about what Jack advises with his clients as well to do whilst they're away. Although Jack is a natural bodybuilder, this is not a bodybuilder podcast, and the things that we talk about are well suited for the general population. It's not all super serious. Jack made me laugh quite a few times, and at one point I actually nearly spat my drink out because of something he said. Um, so hopefully you enjoy this episode. I know I enjoyed talking to Jack. It was great to hear his thoughts on how he managed to basically stay in shape whilst being on holiday and not do a lot of training and at kind of relaxed. Probably just give it all away in the intro. But hey, listen anyway, enjoy the episode with Jack Gad. Right, Jack, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me on. It's, uh, it's an absolute honour. It's been a long time since I've been on a podcast, so uh, I'm looking forward to today and having a bit of a ramble on about the topics that we've uh, got to discuss. So thank you for the invite. Yeah, you're welcome, mate. Um, you, you know, we've been I've been following you now a while, so I've always been intrigued to speak to you a bit more on a deeper level. So uh, this will be cool, especially with the topic that we've got arranged. Um, you know, for the listener, we're going to talk about sort of eating and training whilst you're away on holiday because obviously yeah. you've done a bit of traveling mm-hmm. um before we get into that just give the listener a little bit of your personal background okay cool so i've been in the fitness industry for about i'd say four years now um the first year i don't know whether you follow me back then it was when i was uh in the if it fits your macros craze so um i would say fitness like that wasn't really fitness i was just trying to fit as much food into my macros as possible to make it look as pretty as possible for instagram like if you scroll back through my feed like a few years ago it would have would have just been pictures of protein bars on top of a protein pancake and like that kind of it introduced me to the fitness world it introduced me to instagram and like sort of what it can bring to the table um and then i sort of decided in 2016 after i finished competing in 2015 to start learning more about nutrition and training so doing the show almost gave me the bug for fitness it gave me like kind of almost a passion for a career of bodybuilding for helping people get their physiques into better shapes help them with nutrition help them with training so I spent the best part of probably about two years just attending seminars learning doing courses um, basically just improving my knowledge um, and then in 2017, I started taking on a few clients, sort of building up a client base to do online coaching, um, which has kind of gone from strength to strength from 2017, which is really cool to see. Did another prep in 2018 as well. So that's kind of like, that's my big passion is competition prep in natural bodybuilding. So in 2015, like I entered as a novice, it was just kind of wetting my feet into the industry, seeing what it was like. And then from there, like I just got a massive bug for it. Um, got a massive bug for helping others as well. Cause as, as you know, like when you get leaner, people ask, people ask how you do this. People come up to you in the gym. You get questions like, 
this is really cool. I love this. Like, I love being able to actually help people with the advice. And again, throughout 2018, same things happened. Um, had a really good season with competing. Managed to take um, like a, a first in a British championship, which was awesome. Um, and now I'm just taking a few years off. Going to grow again, get big again, like as much as possible to hopefully come back in around about two or three years time to potentially like rival the top spot and maybe take a pro card but that's years to come I think and that's why I need a bit of time off now um as you know to grow you need to build muscle and building muscle takes a long time especially as a natural bodybuilder you need to put a lot of work in a lot of effort so being lean isn't for me right now I need to push body weight up get a bit bigger and uh, that's probably all you'll end up seeing on my Instagram is food and me being a bit chubby now <laughs> going back to the old days of Instagram of all the protein bars and yeah no I kind of moving away from that like I think the the obsession was I was getting so many likes and so many comments and so many views that it was just like okay wow like I've got to continue this yeah and like I think it was stupid I had 27,000 likes on a picture of a Mars bar like when the when the Mars protein bars came out I had 27,000 likes I was like how yeah. So the next day I put one up of the new Snickers one because they both came out at the same time. And then that had 200 or 200 odd likes. And I was like, what? Like, how does that happen? But it then led, it kind of then almost led me to the path of like, okay, this isn't actually informative content. This isn't going to help someone actually get to where they want to get to if I just post a picture of food. So as I started to change my Instagram towards actually helping people, um, that's when I really found a passion for it instead of just trying to fit as many cakes as I could into my carbon fat targets for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's obviously a lot better for the for the need of the world these days, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of me, like where, where I sort of started my fitness journey. Um, I was always active in school, always like playing rugby, playing football. Like I just love any sport. Um, grown up with sport all my life with my dad. We're just super competitive, again, with my brother as well literally anything we do even if it's just a game of ping pong like we have to win so yeah just a massive competitive nature in me as a person um and I guess that's just kind of now gone towards bodybuilding so yeah the uh, competitiveness continues <laughs> yeah that's good I love the fact that you said ping pong because it's like the most un-British sport <laughs> yet when you play it's so addictive and it's like so hard to start playing isn't it because you're like no I can do this I can win I can win and you keep playing it's so addictive I love it you go on holiday for like a, a relaxing holiday and it turns into a three-hour ping-pong tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when we were 19, we went to Magaluf, like 20 of us. We yeah. were playing ping-pong all day. <laughs> we went even on the bees, we were playing ping-pong because they had a table right outside where we were. And yeah. like, just got hooked. Oh, it was mad. <laughs> I think yeah. it must, be, must just be like a male-orientated thing. If there's ever like a pool table or a ping-pong table, you must win. <laughs> yeah, but hit the ball as hard as you can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Right, awesome. Jack, uh, let's talk firstly about what sort of happened a few months ago in terms of your traveling and stuff like that. Just give a background as to you know, maybe where you went, how long you went for and stuff like that for us. Cool. So in terms of like traveling, I wouldn't say it was traveling, but I was away for a long time. Like anyone who is kind of away for, it was about four weeks in total. It's going to make take, take a massive detriment on obviously your training and your nutrition. So it was it was for my honeymoon. So I got married in May. Um, we literally went away like two days after, and I didn't start coming back into the UK until around about like early June. So we were in Mauritius and then Dubai, and then we went to Santorini. 
so <laughs> training that month was always going to be really difficult um and i planned on dieting for it beforehand so basically i planned to get a little bit leaner before i went on holiday kind of feel a bit better but i i attempted a mini cut but it just failed miserably so absolute honesty here is i, I tried to, i tried to diet and this is more relative to kind of the competing so because i only finished my show in october last year because it was such a harsh diet i just wasn't ready to diet again like my food focus was still pretty high um hormones probably weren't where they should have been they weren't back to normal yet so for anyone listening that is known as like competitors hormones do take a little while to get back to normal post-show um and yeah it just took me ages to get back to it and I shouldn't really have dieted but in my mind I was like yeah I need to be need to be back to my leanness I need to be back to it so I kind of did like three four weeks of a mini cut knocked it on its head and then just kept that physique before I went so that was like kind of the physique that I took away on holiday um to to obviously kind of feel somewhat happy and I wasn't full full bulk mode before I went away so yeah. that, that was kind of like through May to June was most of the time away on holiday. Cool. What sort of things did you do for your mini cut? Um, so it was just like a big slashing calories. So whenever I do mini cuts, I don't really like to do much in terms of expenditure from steps or cardio. Um, obviously, steps is like usually quite a static number throughout the year. At the minute, I probably do about 6,000 a day because I'm sat down all day. <laughs> um, but when I try and get into a mini cut, I'll try to take that about 10k plus but the majority of my deficit always usually comes from calories and I think if you've got the ability to slash a lot of food and if you've come from a place where you're pushing up weight trying to gain muscle you can go into a mini cut and it's not actually that drastic of a diet so you can probably drop maybe like a thousand off of your bulking intake and then you've kind of got that to work with and the weight loss is very very fast but because the because the diet time is so short, it's not going to put any kind of detriment on your training. The rate of loss is actually okay because you're already heavy in the first place. So it's not like kind of at the tail end of a diet, if you're losing two and a half pound, three pound a week still, you're probably losing a bit of muscle there. You're not really going to lose much in a mini cut. So I just like to kind of take from food because it's just easy. Um, I've always been uh, like someone who will quite happily go low on food. Because if you can stay busy, if you can actually keep your mind on other things while you're dieting, it makes hunger a lot easier. Like you, you just kind of almost stop thinking about hunger in a way because you're so busy. Yeah, cool. I mean, I saw your post the other day about, you know, you put on your stories about not being afraid to go really low on calories. Yeah. And I noticed a lot of people interacted with that and it got quite a few reshares, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's the thing, isn't it? You see a lot of people now on in, in the industry almost like being scared to drop food. But dieting is sometimes needs to get a little bit uncomfortable. You need to be a little bit hungry. Like I don't know anyone who's ever successfully dieted and then not been hungry. Like you will be hungry when you diet. It is in effect a controlled starvation. So you're going to be hungry. So if you if it means you've got to push your food lower then do it like there's no point keeping your food high and almost magically waiting for fat loss to happen because it doesn't that's not how fat loss works <laughs> just yeah. accept you need to take it lower or you do more outside of the gym so if you're not doing any expenditure maybe you do more steps do more cardio um or you take the food drop so yes yeah, you've, you've got those options there i just prefer food because I'm not the most active person in the world. <laughs> yeah, and when you're busy as well, it's harder to get those steps in, isn't it? And, or increase yeah. even. Yeah. 
So yeah, food, I'm definitely cut food as well. That's my go-to. Um, so is that pretty much all you've done for your mini cut then? Did you change your training at all? So with training, what I tend to usually do is basically just put it at around about a maintenance volume. Obviously, because of like my training age, I've been training for a while now using the right techniques. I'm not going to grow in a mini cut. So in terms of my volume, I tend to put my more volume to a maintenance level. So enough that's going to help me retain the muscle during a diet, um, but not but not lose any. But then not too much to the point where I'm actually overexerting myself for no point. So I think a lot of people do that. They feel they need to kill themselves when they diet. So they go into the gym, they do four sets on everything, 10 to 15 reps, like, and they just absolutely murder themselves in the gym. And then all that happens is they come out feeling worse. Their neat probably in the in the day drops because they're so tired from their workout. So it has a, it has a tail on effect. So there, there's a fine limit to kind of how much is enough. Um, so I always do kind of almost just the, the minimum I can get away with in a mini cut to obviously then retain the muscle, focus on the actual fat loss, which is the goal. And I think that's the kind of a, a good approach to take. So I'm not like killing myself in the gym. Then it has an effect on outside of the gym. Yeah, because a lot, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of going into a fat loss phase or a mini cut phase or whatever and trying to do more. And like you say, you know, it has a big detrimental effect yeah. either towards the end of the day or towards the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. So it, eventually it all blows up because they've gone too hard the yeah. pain happens and it sort of backfires so mm-hmm. it was really good to hear you say you know it, everything goes to maintenance just out of curiosity what sort of volume landmarks do you follow is there anybody in particular? Um, yeah i'm i'm a big follower of the doctor of mike israel ones the rp ones that's my kind of my baseline ones and then i'll adapt it from there so i try and keep everything to a minimum of about 10 sets Arms might drop a little bit, mainly because I'm going to get quite a bit of carryover from push and pull movements. Um, legs tend to drop because they're a strong point on me. And now I've sort of, it's the thing, as you get heavier in your lifts, you'll find that your volume that you need will be kind of a bit. In terms of like squats, I, I can get away with doing like a few sets on sort of squats and maybe a few accessories because they're obviously a strong point for me now. They don't need as much. So I try and keep everything to a minimum of 10 sets. Some some stuff drops below um, and stuff I can get away with, which doesn't really get too sore, like shoulders, lateral raises. They tend to be a little bit higher. So, But when I'm trying to grow, volume is quite high for me because I need a lot to grow, which is annoying. <laughs> See, that's another good thing as well. You always want to try and get max result or progress from very little, don't you? Again, too many people go straight in with the higher end of the volume rather than trying to get maximum growth yeah. for that little bit of volume. That's Again, it. Sorry? I was going to say, that's it. I, the amount of times I see people coming to like coaching and they're already doing like five sets of squats, five bench press, five incline press, and they're just literally doing every press in the world. And then when you add up their sets, they're doing like 35 in one workout. And it's like, come on. <laughs> you're either not training hard enough or you're just dying every workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then taking days to recover, which yeah, then I in, if you're doing like push pull legs push pull legs repeat you, you're not gonna be able to lift this heavy next time around so it's exactly. gonna have again yeah back isn't it so is that the split you follow then push pull legs no so i follow a uh, a push pull legs upper lower so i have two rest days um if i have one rest day i just find i'm pretty battered and i can never fit it in as well um i've realized now more than ever that kind of time off is actually better for me than training more 
Um, I just find if I'm more recovered, I can go into my sessions a bit better. I've got more time for the weekend for like for my wife and then going for walks with a dog. Like just it's a, it's a lot better lifestyle. Um, and as you can see, like in terms of like what I'm trying to work towards with being like a pro in the natural bodybuilding world, there's a lot of pros out there who only train three days a week. Some of them only train four days a week. So it shows that you can actually get to that level without murdering yourself in the gym. Um, and it just makes like kind of it makes sense if you've got more recovery you can train harder on those days um, and then you've got more time off to enjoy the fruits of life <laughs> yeah exactly there's more to it than just beasting yourself in the gym isn't there cool. yeah exactly yeah but then there's there's always the opposite end of the scale like if I could train twice a day and I had the time maybe I would I'd like split my workouts up into like three or four exercises go and do the others in the evening because I've seen that work really well for other people I think it's just finding finding what you can progress with that's the, that's that's the main part of any training program is actually just finding where you can progress on a week-to-week basis and if that's three days a week four days five six just make it work around you yeah exactly because I'm in a similar boat you know I was training six times a week for a large part of the year so far but then over the last month or so dropped it down to five and I felt so much better yeah you know, that extra day off has allowed me to get stronger, even though I'm in the dieting phase, I'm actually still getting strength. Awesome. Um, or building strength, but I just feel so much better going into sessions. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I follow the same sort of volume landmarks as yourself, the ones from Mike Isretel. Mm-hmm. And I find that going into the gym sometimes in a dieting phase, when you're low at volume, you're only doing like three exercises, four yeah, exercises. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel like it was enough. So then yeah. I put my volume and it absolutely battered me. And mm-hmm. I was in a mini cut phase myself at the time uh, I, I'd nearly died <laughs> anyway because I took my volume back up and I yeah that was a big mistake but it was a good learning curve anyway yeah it's always what it's all about isn't it it's all about learning and adapting each time isn't it <laughs> right cool so what was your sort of goals then um during the holiday you know when you went away um in terms of training did you have a goal in mind before you went was it to like get so many training sessions in etc you know I would say there was a goal in terms of specifics with training or nutrition. The goal was just kind of maintain my physique and come back at a pl- at a place where I could continue gaining. Um, because I'm I was in a position before I went on holiday where I could actually fulfill a decent gaining phase. I wasn't too sloppy. I wasn't too heavy. So that was the goal before I went away. Like I didn't really worry too much about how many sessions I did. I just didn't want to get too far out of shape to where I had to diet when I came back because I knew if I had to diet when I came back, I would have repeated the same process again of like not being able to fulfill it because of where my mindset was at the time. Um, so I, I was quite happy to manage to do that. Like it was difficult training in certain places. Like I couldn't train at all when I was in Santorini because there was no gym there. Um, so I had to train when I was in Mauritius and that was the only real time I trained. So I effectively had, I think it was about a week and a half, like totally off of the gym. Um, which was good. It was good for me to have that off because it gave my body a full rest. Like I didn't realize how tired I was until I actually rested and slept and had lions. And I think we all like, there's a lot of us here who probably could take that away. It's like, you probably don't know how tired you are until you go away and you actually just chill. Um, because we're always so on it with training. We're always so on it with nutrition actually having a week of backing off and not really doing anything will just confirm to you that, yeah, you probably were quite tired. So it's always nice to, to do that. And while I was actually training in Mauritius, the only things I really did was just full body sessions or like lo- or uppers and lowers. 
because I didn't really see the point in doing push pull because what would have happened was I probably would have done just one push, one pull, whereas I got like two uppers in, two lowers, um, and it made made me still hit the muscle groups twice a week. So just really simple stuff like pump work, get some blood flow in, get a bit of calories burned, nothing really too strenuous because you can never go heavy in gyms, like in hotel gyms, there's never enough weight. Um, your racks usually only go up to 20 kilos. So usually the reps go up really high. Um, and I just focused on just doing what I could. And I think that's what a lot of people should do when they're away, because it's always hard trying to follow your program exactly to the T. Just doing what you can is better than nothing. Um, so if you can just kind of tailor your program around, probably look to up the reps, just take use of the equipment that is there um, in and out in probably 45 minutes to an hour and then go and sunbathe for the rest of the day. <laughs> nice. And obviously, you know, you're doing the full body as well. You get a sick pump everywhere, ready for that gym selfie afterwards. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But um, no, you know, 100%, like, you got to lose the whole push-pull, I think, when you're away, especially if you've not got a um, structured training program for being away. You know, yeah. if you're just going to try and get 45 minutes here and there, I think whole body is definitely the way. Mm. Um, yeah, it depends, like, what when you're away, like, the type of holiday you're on as well, because, obviously, like, if you're on a weekend city break, I would always try and, like, deload that week. So I'd usually just try and plan a deload week in or get all of my sessions done before I go. Um, if it was like a holiday where you had control over your gym training every single day, then maybe you could actually go and do your proper training. So it's it's always relevant to the holiday, but most of the time it's like kind of all-inclusive or kind of holiday where the hotel is usually a bit naff, like the gym anyway. Um, nutrition kind of isn't really controllable. So you've just got to adapt to it as it's there. And you've got to remember, like if you're on it 50 weeks of the year, 51 weeks of the year, one week off or two weeks off isn't really going to break your physique. Um, the 52 weeks absolutely nailing everything's probably going to break your physique because you're never going to have a rest. I think people misunder they misunderestimate rest as one of the most powerful tools. Like it's so nice to have it sometimes. Um, don't be afraid of it. That's the main thing. Otherwise, you just you just end up burning yourself out, and it just leads to injuries. It just leads to kind of getting yourself in a hole which you can't then get out of. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other week. I can't remember whose it was now. I hate not knowing it, but if it might have been the Revive Stronger one. And they had somebody on and they were saying that there's a new study come out to say that if somebody got away with keep uh, retaining their strength by doing three sets per week per body part. Okay. I don't know if you've heard that. And that can no, go on for like three or four weeks. Was that Eric Helms' new program that he's come out with on YouTube? No, I've seen seen something this week I think he was uh it was like a five-day split full body every day yeah. um and it's I think it, it is literally three or four exercises in each one I don't know whether it's that one but I've literally just seen that in the last couple of weeks come out it looks interesting I don't think I'd be able to do that because I'd be ruined but um yeah it, it sounds, does sound interesting for like a beginner to to do like five in a row just hitting one body part each day sounds good yeah, no, the, the study was like three sets per week on, say, chest, and you'd retain all your, your chest strength over mm -hmm. the four weeks or whatever. I think yeah. after four weeks, it had then sort of started to decline. Yeah. It sort of gives you that window of, oh, I've got four weeks to retain just by doing yeah. three sets. I think, um, so I think there's always going to be that initial period, isn't there, where you can get away with it. Like, you don't just stop training for a week and lose all your muscle. That doesn't happen. Like, you could, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, you could just have, a minimal amount of approach just to retain what you have for a time you're away on holiday or whatever and then you just get back to normal training when you're back 
Yeah, so yeah, that does make a lot of sense. And I'll, I'll have to have a look at that study because it sounds interesting. Yeah, I need to find where I got it from. Um, Jeff Nippard as well, he's another one at the minute. He's traveling around Bali and he's big on the um, the full body. Mm. He's just going to be releasing one too. So right. I'll have to check that one out too. Anyway, so what's, um, what was your approach to nutrition whilst away? So the, the nutrition, obviously, usually you get like the buffet kind of style, don't you? Like you go up and you come back and you've got a tub of Smarties, a cake, uh, some Chinese spring rolls, and then like a big pile of rice on top. Because, you know, you might as well just put everything on your plate. <laughs> um, that was obviously like kind of the usual side we got. But we were quite lucky in the fact that where we were staying, it was all like a la carte. So it was all like made for you and portioned. And that really helped with actually staying at a decent body fat while I was away because I didn't have the option to go up and all, like put every single part of the buffet on my plate. I could just order one meal and actually be satisfied by it. So it is, it is funny, the concept of the buffet. Like I, I love watching the buffet when I'm on holiday. It's one of my favorite things to do, just watch people go put the stuff on their plate because the concoctions you see is just amazing. Um, but th obviously just this time around, we had the a la carte. So I managed to stay like in quite good nick because my nutrition was actually in a good place. What I usually recommend on holidays for either situation, whether it be a la carte or like buffets, breakfast, just try and have protein and fats. So try and avoid carbs as much as you can. Um, same for lunch. So just have lean meats, a small amount of vegetables and like some fats. And then your evening meal, you just enjoy and you just don't stress about it. So that's a great way to have balance between the three meals instead of saying like breakfast, I'll enjoy lunch, I'll enjoy dinner, I'll enjoy. And then lo and behold, you've ate 5000 calories and absolutely nailed your targets for the day. This way you can have a lower cow breakfast, a lower cow lunch, and then the dinner, you can just kind of not go wild, but eat in moderation and just enjoy something which you wouldn't normally have. So you're kind of almost giving yourself the chance to eat that meal, which is going to be somewhere probably more social, because usually that dinner meal is usually more social, sometimes get dressed up for it, you might meet friends for it. So you're actually just allowing yourself to have more food in that meal, which is obviously going to probably mean more if that makes sense yeah and it's potentially around the most active part of the day as well isn't it you know you might go for a walk around the town before mm. or after yeah from bar to bar potentially if you're in a town or a resort or whatever so again the the lower fat during the day you know the breakfast and the lunch while you sat around the pool had the lower calories sorry not low fat yeah kind of makes sense yeah and then the, the higher calorie meal then in the evening you know yeah it it's difficult to do because it's always nice to say you're going to do it, but then suddenly you've got a beer at 10 a.m. Um, and then <laughs> a double vodka <laughs> at one. But like to have that plan in, in sort of a process, if you really want to keep that physique, I find it works very well. Um, like when I've done it, like I actually came back from the holiday at the same weight. So I, I did manage to actually not gain a ton of weight while I was away because obviously you're walking a bit as well um if you can follow those practices and just not go overboard every day you'll come back the same this the same way you might not look the same because obviously you've not been training as much um but you're in a similar body composition so it puts you in a good position for when you do get back yeah do you have any um principles or rules for clients that say aren't going to be going to the gym during the holiday but you know, say do this or try this or whatever? 
Yeah, I think a step target is a good is a good rule to have. I think that's one of like a a good golden rule to have for the day. If if you're not going to go to the gym, at least hit a step target, um, or at least maybe do some form of cardio that you enjoy while you're there. So there is some form of activity, um, because I think a week of just not moving and eating will probably lead you to put quite a bit on. You need to be doing something, whether that's just enjoying a few walks, um, maybe going for a run, um, maybe just in get, getting involved with some of the activities there, um, an excursion, whatever it might be, which is kind of maybe a bit more active than you would normally do. Just something to keep something ticking over, um, just so you don't kind of get to that point where you've put a lot on and you feel rubbish because there's nothing worse when you've kind of like you're a week into your holiday and you feel like crap and it and then you almost beat yourself up for it when you come back and that or you even start beating yourself up mid-holiday and then start doing all the cardio all the steps because you haven't had a little bit of a plan before you went <laughs> yeah pretty much cool um and then what about in terms of supplements any supplements I think the only supplements i would recommend is like a whey um just to help get protein in while you're away. Um, usually most food while you're away is, is pretty good. You can have good options. You can ask for like, if, if there's someone cooking eggs, ask for egg whites. Um, the meat options are usually pretty good, but I think a whey protein for times throughout the day when the snacks come out, <laughs> you know, when there's like a cake at 10 a.m. and then 2 a.m., maybe just have a, like a protein shake then instead of that option. At least it gets your protein target up um, and you're not gonna fall short of that. Um, and maybe, yeah, I'd say just that, to be honest. I wouldn't bother taking your whole stack with you and yeah. paying an extra 20, 20 kilos for EasyJet <laughs> for uh, your multivitamins and creatine patches. <laughs> just take away. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> so that's pretty, that's the only thing I really recommend, to be honest. Yeah, cool. I mean, going back to the activity, but, um, you know, I'm always a fan of people hiring bikes. Yes. Yeah. I'm by bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe more so if it's a city break or getting lengths in the pool as well. Set yourself a target of doing yeah, yeah. of lengths either each day or a.m. and noon, you know, so yeah. first thing and last thing. That's no. something I've used in the past anyway. I think that's a great idea. Like just have like a target of something, which is some activity, whether it's in the pool, um, maybe playing volleyball once a day with family or friends, just something. Like when we were away, we went and hiked up a mountain um, and I didn't realize how activity that would be but that was probably for one week because <laughs> it was just so high <laughs> yeah. but just any kind of activity which is going to be enjoyable as well like we the only reason why we went up the mountain was to see the view at the top like if there's something which is going to involve activity getting somewhere and it's worth it when you get there then i would try and get involved with that like you said bikes as well like biking around the town or it's usually quite fun if you can mix it in with something else. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea is have, have an activity of some sorts. Yeah, awesome. Um, I mean, the last sort of section then is post-holiday, after the holiday. I mean, you said initially that you didn't have to diet when you came home because of, you sort of kept yeah you know, kept on to everything when you're away. I mean, what sort of things would you input, uh, put in if somebody hadn't trained and they did let themselves go a little bit on holiday how would yeah. the sort of training look and their goals look mm-hmm. you know how long would you diet them for how harsh yeah. would you diet them for training and nutrition what would their setup sort of be like coming off holiday okay cool so like just anecdotally from what i've seen in the past with clients and what i do if someone's gone away and it has not gone the way it's planned they come back gained maybe like 10 12 pounds 
yes, that's obviously going to be a lot of that's going to be one I'm sure. What to what we do is like a two-week mini cut, like let's just kind of get any excess water weight in, any excess body fat we've gained off of you, and then we get back to the calories you were on before you left. Obviously, it's it's always dependent on the goal that they're looking to achieve. If someone's like dieted for a holiday and then they still want to diet for another holiday in the year, just get back to normal food straight away, um, normal diet and food, and that weight will slowly come back off as the weeks commence. But if someone's getting into a gaining phase, I think having like a two-week mini cut beforehand just to kind of almost start from a clean platform again, the one they, the one they left on, is always a good place to then get back to before going. With training, I'd say it's just a case of just bringing back training normality. So if they've had a deload, obviously then get them on to a new training cycle. Um, if they've went kind of mid-block, just pick up from where they've left off. Um, and yeah, I think that would just be the best approach really is like if, they, if they're dieting, keep them dieting on the food they're on before they left. They're gaining quick mini cut, two weeks max, in and out, get back to gaining, just so you can obviously kind of get rid of that weight, which shouldn't be there in a way, because it does stick. That's the only annoying thing I've found. If someone has gained a lot of weight on holiday, if you don't take that off, it does tend to stick. It doesn't go. Um, so it's always nice to actually take that off first, get back to the pre-holiday weight, and then bring food back up again. Yeah, cool. How would you work out the deficit? probably just be a case of putting them on their mini cuts mini cut calories so if they're on like 3,000 before they left um and they've gained like six or seven pounds i'd probably just put them on like a 25 percent deficit for the week or two weeks and then just put them straight back to their food they're on before um there's going to be a bit of initial water weight gain but it will level out to probably what they were on before they went on holiday yeah try and go for as, as, as much as a deficit which is a terrible i think that's always the main thing like if a number looks way too scary for someone um, in terms of a calorie amount, sure, maybe give them a little bit more because obviously adherence is going to struggle and maybe push the time that they diet for a little bit more. So maybe two and a half weeks, stretch it to three if possible. Um, but as much as a diet is terrible, I think that's always the main thing is don't just set someone up to fail <laughs> because they probably will. There's yeah, no point yeah. just saying, okay, you're on 3000 before you left. Now you're on 1500. <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to adhere to that. So just give them a target, which is actually going to be adherable for the time frame you want them to drop that body fat for until they're back at their weight and then walk it back up. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, what's next then for you sort of going forwards? it's difficult because like I've never really been someone who's always had a massive plan I don't like having huge plans for the next year or two years or anything because it's always always, like stuff always changes doesn't it but right now where my head is at I'm gaining until I need a mini cut um hopefully that is later on this year um, the only thing I find is with myself when I when I do gain is I don't look fantastic, which I don't enjoy because I gain body fat in the areas which men don't like to gain body fat. So on my stomach, on my hips, on my face usually. Um, so I'll try and go for as long as I can before I actually need to diet. So when my appetite starts to get a bit rubbish, training performance starts to suffer, when the usual signs of a mini cut start to show um, and then just kind of keep going through that cycle. So what I will do this time round more than I did 
in 2016 to 2018 is I will diet more. I don't think I dieted enough last time. Um, I just almost just went on the whole perma bulk for two years. And while that's great because you can gain a lot of muscle while doing it, it means that you've got to take more off when it comes to start the diet. And you almost question how much muscle you've actually grown in that time. So I, I just look just to kind of like reference Steve Hall. When you look at his physique from his last time he did a, did a show, he's obviously done periodic mini cuts. And that to me just shows how well that's worked for him. And staying leaner while gaining will probably give you more muscle mass rather than just getting heavy and staying heavy for too long um it just i just don't feel it puts you in the, the best place for actually starting a prep and actually growing because when you're obviously getting to those higher body fat ranges you you do need to question kind of how much muscle to fat ratio you're actually you're you're actually putting on at that time so yeah for me th- th- i'm just going through the process of gaining at the minute i probably look to compete in like 2021 so this year off next year off maybe 2021 return it depends i'm only going to return to the stage when i'm good enough um to 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 win what i want to win and that's kind of me putting that out there that's that's only going to be the time i will really return otherwise it's me just returning for no reason otherwise like i've i've got a goal in mind and when i feel i'm good enough for it that's when i'll step back yeah brilliant um that's pretty much everything covered um you know hopefully the listener's taken away a quite a bit of uh useful information to put into the holiday going coming home and stuff um just one last thing then jack um where can the listener find out more about you where can they follow you and have you got anything available for the listener to dive into so i've got my instagram that's my main port of like place where i put content out so instagram stories i'm just at jack fitness i'm posting on there every day i'm gonna start doing igtv on there too um in terms of where the listener can grab stuff from me it's funny you should say that because i've actually got an ebook which is now coming out in the next couple of weeks been meaning to do it for ages but it's just getting the back the, the the kind of the background of it sorted out um it's never just giving a book to someone it's setting up where they can go and get the book from where they never received the book to so it's yeah it's, it's quite a long process so that should be coming out in the next couple of weeks and that's a how to grow your legs ebook so it's a bit of like a an idea on volume that you'll need to grow your legs. There's a there's a sample program in there too, just to kind of like if you've never had much luck with actually growing your legs, this ebook should help you get there. And that's free, so that's going to be a free download. Um, and I'll also have like a calorie guide coming out with that as well, just to help you set up your macros and nutrition for that also. So yeah, those two are coming out in the next couple of weeks. Just need to get the background issues of it sorted out, and they'll be live. So exciting stuff. Awesome. So make sure you go and follow Jack on Instagram because I'm sure he'll be giving updates on there as and when it's out. Yes, uh, we'll do. Cool. Right, that's all for me. Jack, thank you again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, it's been a pleasure to have me on, mate. I really do appreciate it. I love, like I said to you before, I love talking about this topic um, and just making sure people are aware that when they're away on holiday to chill, your, your holiday is probably once a year. So remember, it's an important time to back off. Um, and I think that's a that's the message I'm trying to get across to a lot of people because otherwise you, you're just always on it um, and, and never chilling otherwise. You need to have a chill sometimes just to back off and relax. So, yeah, I appreciate you letting me on and coming on to ramble. <laughs> yeah, right. Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate. And I'll, uh, I'll catch you next time. Appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers.